Welcome to Your Intention Matters, the podcast. My name is Paul Madat. Today I have Anan Moda-Lideren, founder and CEO at Iconic Mindset in San Francisco. Anan, welcome. Thank you, Paul. Um, it's a pleasure to be on this call and thanks for having me. You're welcome. And Listen, say hi to everybody to and a, a quick intro into yourself. Absolutely, Paul. And, uh, you know, uh, my hearts and prayers go to everyone that's dealing with coronavirus. Um, I'm sure you do too. Uh, I'm I'm uh, Anand Murli Dharan, like you introduced, and uh, I'm running Iconic Mindset out of uh, San Francisco Bay Area. It's a startup B2B go-to-market strategy consulting coaching advisory firm, and I work with a lot of startups and mid-sized companies across the globe, US, India, New Zealand, Israel, and so on and so forth, in helping startups uh, connect their great products with the overall enterprise buyers. Well. Bridging the gap between the two. Well, good. And listen, I appreciate you you taking the time to be here. As as you alluded to, you know, we're film we are, you know, as, as I sorry, let me, let me just say that again. Uh, so, and and listen, I appreciate you being here. Uh, as you alluded to in your intro, you know, we're filming this right in the heart of uh, the coronavirus outbreak right now. And you know, part of me thought, well, you know, do I keep doing these podcasts or do I not? And so, I'm trying to maintain a sense of being productive, respecting the current climate of the world. Uh, but also not trying to overreact and, and kind of fall into that trap. And I thought, well, if if we're all doing our part right now and we're housebound, then, you know, maybe we need outlets to have a sense of normalcy. And so I'm hoping that, you know, these podcast episodes contribute to that. And so I appreciate you allocating the time. I'm looking forward, uh, if you're ready to go, to share your story. Absolutely. Ready to go? Okay, so here we go. Yeah, so, I really appreciate it. Yeah. So let's go back to 1994. You're still in India. And yep. you, you graduate uh, college at the time in engineering, and then yes. you decide to continue your education. You take your master's in engineering de- design. You graduate in 1996. Um, I don't really think you had mindset coaching on your brain at that time as, as a career. And so take, because most of us have a, you know, kind of a, a, a crisscross path a little bit. And so if you would share with me and everybody listening, uh, what was your vision when you graduated? Where did you think you would be in 2020 back in 1996? I I'd, I'd no, honestly, uh, I have no clue, Paul, to be very honest, right? <laughs> That's a great but, answer. But here is what I knew. Here is what I knew. I, I wanted to put my family in a path of prosperity. I was a rebellion when I grew up in terms of really questioning in a good way why we do something and why not we do something else. And I always wanted to make, change the status quo. I believe status quo is a killer and you got mm-hmm. to disrupt yourself all the time. So I wanted to disrupt myself. All I knew at that point was United States is a place where freedom thrives, right? Uh, thought process uh, thrives. If you have a great idea, if you have a great vision, and if you're willing to you know, uh, roll up your sleeves, get down to work and do some really good work, the benefits will come to you. And I saw a lot of things. Uh, I heard a lot of things that are happening great in U.S. from my friends and some mentors out that, at that time. And I said, all I'm going to do is figure out a way to go to U.S. And in that path, I got a lot of resistance, which is what I'll come to you in the next part. But when I graduate, you know, the reason I did master's also is the fact that 
my college did not do campus interviews mm. and i knew the kind of companies that will get me to united states those were the technology companies like the tata consulting services the infosys and the bpros of the world so i wanted to get in one of those so that will you know pave the way for me to come to us and then set my world uh, and life out here which is what i wanted to do well i so pre- i think that's so cool in that um like most of us, you know, we gra- we graduate, we we go to different courses, and but we don't really know what we want to do, and it just kind of, you know. But I have a belief that says, hence the title of the podcast, that your intention matters. It's that nothing's really given to you; everything is earned, and you have to create everything. So, given that you, like most of us, you graduate, you you have pieces of paper up on the wall, nice and framed, and. It says you're educated and you have something to give. So, and then of course, you know, it, it costs money to live every day. So what did you do? What was your first job? Well, my first job was startup consulting. So when I did my master's, uh, I was the college uh, gold medalist, Paul. For college gold medalist is you are a topper in the university. And, uh, you know, Tata Consulting Services is typically the first company. Funny, it comes into ca- for campus interviews. And everyone in my, you know, group of colleges said, you're going to get picked by Tata Consulting Services, right? Mm. They gave me a COBOL test. They gave me a C test. And they gave, a, I believe, a Java test or an object-oriented programming test. Cleared through all those tests. And then I get selected um, for my first job at Tata Consulting Services. My first interview, Paul, was 30 seconds, where the HR head looks at my tie and my shirt and he says, you have a very good sense of dressing. And so was this still in India? It is still in India in a city called Coimbatore, which is my master's uh, hall. Okay. And so, uh, and so you're in the States now. And so how long uh, did you work in, in India? And I, I'd love to hear about your story uh, on how you made your way west. Correct. So I worked in India like 16 months after I joined Tata Consulting Services. My first project, my first customer was Swiss Railways, right? Swiss and Railways. Actually, okay. Swiss Railways and bring the pricing module for my boss comes in and says apply for this and then i need you to stop for a second i'm sorry we we cut out there for a second so i'm going to go back to uh you know what was your first job and how you made your way to the u.s and then get into a swiss railways you got it there we go. Okay. So, and then this was still in India. Um, I, I, I want to hear, you know, you're in the States now, uh, how long you worked in India and then what was behind your decision to actually, you know, move West? I worked in, I mean, that was a great time, Paul, because everyone was asked to move West when you joined these companies because the companies wanted their top employees to move closer to the customer and start delivering value and grow the business. So I was with Swiss Railways, which was my first customer doing the price module. And my boss walked in and said, apply for Swiss visa. I want you to go to Switzerland and be with the customer and, and grow the business out there. And like I said, go back, going back to my childhood days, I had a vision to go to US and not anywhere else. Not Switzerland, so I right. Me, I told my boss, no, I'm not going to go to Switzerland, right? And he says, okay. And then he throws, after a few months, he comes back at me saying, there's an opportunity in US, in New York, right? You like it, New York, right? <laughs> Who doesn't like it in 1997? In India, living in Chennai, right? Uh, you want to go to <laughs> you want to go to New York? It's for Prudential. It is for Y2K. And I cringe. And he goes like, what? No, I'm not going to do Y2K. And he's like, why? Because Y2K is just changing two fields into four fields. I want to do some real meaningful creative work as a computer engineer, as against changing two fields into four and compiling and deploying and saying, hey, I'm in New York. 
changing the world. No, absolutely not. I know it's important. I'm not demeaning it, but that's not what I want to do, right? So, so and then I want, I want to pause for a second here. And I want for anybody listening who is unfamiliar with the acronym Y2K, I encourage that you Google it. Y, the number two in K, and then you'll figure out what we're talking about here. Continue. Yeah. So and then a uh, few months go by and he makes me get trained in some other technologies like Composer and CoolGen and all that. Some of them still exist. Mm. And I get refactored, retrained and refactored. Well, I was lucky to have some of the greatest bosses in my early careers, which is one of the important things that you really want. You, have, you want a great company. You want a great mindset and a great intention, but you should have a great boss too. So he trained me in all the cool technologies that will get me to us to do the kind of job i wanted to do okay and he sent me to california to the bay area i landed in bay area first oh. for burwins uh this is a retailer uh which was part of the target group many may not know it's, it's the coals of today or the macy's of today it's a large departmental store which is part of the target group i land here to support their point of sale systems across north america Wow. Uh, which is what was my first job in mainframes. And so well, what was your first experience? Uh, it had to have been uh, a shock to the system, with life in India versus life in San Francisco. It, it was very different. And in fact, in fact, it was very much better, I would say. I want to quote a conversation, Paul, where my boss, Ernie Madriaga, he's a Filipino-American, first generation. And he asked me, how do you feel? Because he was a very, he, he had a lot of, care and empathy as a leader. He's my customer boss, and I'm working in his team, supporting the point of sale system. He walked to me and my team, I was running a team, and he asked us actually, how do you guys feel now that you are in a completely different part of the world, uh, you know, living by yourself, your parents are somewhere, no relatives, how does it feel? All of us said in, 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 in harmony that we feel a lot more comfortable living here hmm. compared to moving to a different state in India. Here is why. Because if you go to a different state in India, the language is different. Mm -hmm. The dialect is different. And you cannot read any signboards. You cannot read any public signboard. I said here in San Francisco, I can read everything. <laughs> I can converse with everyone. Yeah, I, I can understand every damn thing that's written out here. So I am I'm cool here way more than me traveling to my neighboring state in India. Uh. I'm he did not have that perspective. This is 97 that I'm talking about. And he was like, wow. He was like, wow. <laughs> so now, and I know just from speaking to you uh, before this podcast that you haven't just lived in San Francisco. You've lived in California. But what was behind your decision? Was it an easy decision to go to Los Angeles? Was it hard? Uh, talk to me about that time. You know, you're, So you're in the States. You've achieved your objective and your dream of, of now being able to you know, live and work in the U.S., uh, you're in, you know, a great city with lots of opportunity, commerce, and that that's just at the beginning part of really the internet and the dot coms, and yep. it's like it must have been an interesting time. Uh, what was behind your decision to actually go to Southern California? Oh, before Southern California, Paul, I moved around. Say actually, that again, and and I, you, yeah, sorry, you, cut out, you cut out. So say that again. So I, so I've asked you the question. So now you answer your decision behind uh, Southern California. So before I moved to Southern California, Paul, I moved around the entire, almost the entire North America. Oh, is that I, right? Because like I said, Mervyn's was part of Target Group. So I had to move to Minneapolis, which is where Target is headquartered. Okay. okay. So you imagine a guy from Chennai who is, who is very comfortable in 100 degree Fahrenheit, moving to a place where you get below zero, you know, minus 20, minus totally. 30. 
you live in Canada, you can empathize with me. <laughs> a little bit, yes. Yeah, a little bit. So I, I used to joke that, you know, Minneapolis is meant for polar bears, not for human beings. <laughs> it is to be extremely brutal and I'm not used to wear, wearing layers, you know. Right. I, I, I never wore layers. I used to wear a thick leather jacket and I used to stand in the bus shelters with the heaters <laughs> on, really shivering and holding myself together until the bus comes. And every time somebody opens the bus door because they're hopping out, I'm like, no, just get out fast because, you know, it's too shivering. And there are days where I ran home, I turned on the stove and put my hands like literally two centimeters away from the stove right. to get my hands back up because <laughs> it was extremely numb. I wasn't wearing gloves and whatnot. So, I mean, amazing experience. So I moved to, moved to Minneapolis. And from Minneapolis, and then I jumped to LA. And my jump to LA is when I started my, pivoted my career from engineering, development, and delivery work into sales and marketing and client relationship and growing the business. Well, you know, and so I, I can see the, can see the shock going from uh, India to the Northern California, then to Minneapolis, and you know the draw to LA, uh, even outside of the weather. Uh, I, I can see the drawback there. I mean, I, if there's any part in the U.S. that I visit on a more consistent basis, it's absolutely Los Angeles and Southern California. I have a couple of great friends and a, a couple of partners of mine there. And so how long were you in uh, the, the L.A. area? I was in L.A. close to two years. For two so, years? Two years, yeah. I, was, I went there 2000, end of 2004, and I was there till end of 2006. End of 2006, I was asked to go back to India because I maxed out on my visa oh no way h1b and my company back then was not doing green cards as a policy and i if you go back to my original vision i want to settle down here yes and that was not something i was going to accept it right so but still i get packed lock stock and barrel and send back again to Chennai. and so, so did you actually go back to india Yes, we lived in India for almost 18, 19 months. Wow. I, had to be out of the, I had to be out of the country, Paul, for a year at least. And I'm not allowed to stay in the country. Otherwise, I'll get evicted. Sure. By immigration. So, yeah. okay. So, so then now, now you have to then pick up and, and completely shift your life and go back to, I appreciate going back to a country that you're familiar with, but it's not really by your choice. And, and, yeah. I, and I respect the laws of, of countries and, and stuff like that. So you go back, you do your time. Uh, in, in India again, it's what it sounds like you're doing a jail sentence. I don't mean it like that, but so you go back to India and then you, you have enough uh, intention inside. You're saying, well, I don't want to stay back here. How'd you get back to the U S no, great. So great question. Because when I, when I went back to India, uh, before I went back, Paul, I was one of the earliest sales leaders who landed in Hollywood and transformed the Hollywood outsourcing space for Hollywood companies. Like these are Fox. Disney, Warner Brothers, mm. Paramount, TV Guide, Direct TV, and all those companies. So I grew the business for Tata Consulting, and I was in the radar for a lot of companies who wanted to do similar entry into Hollywood and make a make an impact. So I got offers from Cognizant Technologies mm -hmm. and Wipro Technologies. Interesting story, right? And both were competing to get me, and Wipro never understood what my buying criteria is. My buying criteria is I want to come back to U.S. as soon as I can and settle down here. Whereas Cognizant understood what my buying criteria, they gave me exactly on the platter saying, you will go back to US in a year, which I have to stay in India for a year. Mm -hmm. And then you will get your green card. Here's how you're going to get it. But the path to getting my, you know, uh, freedom and, and uh, you know, living forever without anybody asking you to leave in this country 
was clear and cognizant. And Wipro, you know, threw up a couple of more, you know, thousand dollars, speaking in dollar terms, yes. in rupees, saying, oh, we are willing to give you more money. Can we get you? And I said, no. And they said, oh, we'll send you to Australia. We'll send you to Europe. I said, no, you don't understand what I'm asking. Yeah. Right. And, and I moved and joined uh, Cognizant. And Cognizant, like they promised, I'm really to each within this country, the second up, the second opportunity. So I came back through Cognizant okay. into US, and I come to New Jersey at this time. Okay. I am running uh, one of the world's largest travel shipping and logistics company called UPS, uh, <laughs> one of the oldest companies in the world. And I run a very large deal, Paul, a $200 million deal. This is uh, 2008, this is 2008, and we all know what happened in 2008. You yes. and I spoke before the call about coronavirus 2008, 9-11 and all that. So 2008, and out of this deal, UPS was going to let go close to 4,000 or rebadge 4,000 employees across multiple locations. So they decide not to do it. Obama gets elected end of 2018. Obama is the president in Jan 2000, 2008. Yes. Obama is the president in 2009. Yeah. And, um, you know, they decided to take the deal back. So the deal was shelved. Uh, $200 million deal, largest deal in Cognizant at the time. Phenomenal experience of running a deal for a year, staying in the deal. But then I get uh, pushed out of uh, UPS and I moved to a great city called Bentonville. That's why I said I've lived across all locations. Bentonville, for folks who don't know, is... Is that in Arkansas? Arkansas. It's in Arkansas. It's the headquarters of uh, not just Walmart, which yeah. we all know, but it's also the headquarters of JB Hunt and the chicken wings you like from Tyson Foods. Oh, my God. And all these three companies are based out of there. So I moved to, uh, you know, Bentonville. Culture shock to the extreme. Very comfy. <laughs> right? Nothing to socialize. You work for Walmart, you shop at Walmart, and um, you sleep. That's it. That's the life that I was living, couldn't enjoy much. So I kicked myself out of uh, Bentonville and moved West Coast to come to California again. Wow. And that was my last entry into Bay Area. Since then, I've not moved anywhere. And 2010 is when I came here for the last 10 years. We are uh, put and we are growing. And we expanded the family and all that. That so is an incredible story. I mean, so you, you you go down the engineering path to start off in India, which is where you're from. You have this vision for, no, I, I want to create a life in the U.S. You make that happen. You, you come to the U.S., you're in the Bay Area. You then move from San Francisco to Minneapolis. You then have to navigate through logistics to the point where you then have to move back to India because of uh, admin and, and so forth. The fire in the belly is still there enough for you to say, no, no, this is not OK. You find a way to make it back to the U.S. You end up in Jersey at a time of crisis that what everybody was going through in 2007, 2008. You, you go from Jersey down to Bentonville, Arkansas. And then you say, well, I don't, this is good, but it's not great. And then you find your way back to the Bay Area. What an incredible story, man. And, and in the middle of all this, what Cognizant did was it got me a green card in eight weeks. The green card landed in my mailbox, physical green card, in eight weeks. I'm extremely, extremely thankful for the whole experience because that gave me 
uh, the opportunity to spread the wings, open my wings, spread the wings, and do what I want to do after that. that that's that, that's so encouraging. It's so great to hear. Let me ask you this. Um, I, I always like to ask anybody who is a guest on the podcast, if anybody came to you looking for some advice um, for anything, if one piece of advice you had for somebody, whether they are new in their career or they're at the tail end or in the middle, any advice for anybody listening? Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot that comes to mind, Paul. It's, you know, but top of the mind is you can, you know, you, you got to have, you got to have a, a very high level. That's at least my view, high level vision and clarity in terms of what you want to become based on who you are and how you have been brought up, yeah. but then take the opportunities that come along the way, right? You, because like you, like you and I were chatting in the beginning, there is no straight line to where you want to go. And I think what I just described and what you recapped as my you know, a journey yes. coming to you and settling down, spreading my wings is a great story. Of, there was no straight path here. <laughs> you, know, you go through multiple hoops and jumps, but then you don't take your eye off the vision that you want to achieve. And then you figure out a way to come back. And I think you got to be persistent. You got you to believe in the process that you're going through and uh, take the opportunities that come and convert to the best of your uh, advantage is what how you really reach your goal. So, so be, be, uh, you know, have a vision, but uh, be open about the journey you take to achieve it. I think that's great advice. And I think it's a great way for us to wrap this one up right now. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story. It's been great having you on. No, you can, are are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Paul. And uh, thanks a lot for having me and uh, take care and stay clean, stay safe. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So listen, everybody. Yeah, everybody. I think we'll wrap this one up right now. Uh, thanks for taking the time, Anand, to be here, everybody for listening. Uh, remember that your intention matters because that's the result that you'll tend to get. Um, we're out of here and we'll see you next week. Be safe, everybody. Uh, we will get through this together and I believe we'll be stronger for it in the end.